0: Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey,
1: everybody. Welcome back. Wendy Sellers here, the HR Lady with JC. Hi. And Erica Martinez Rose with Tech Rage IT. Hi, Wendy. Hi, JC. Hey, before we wrap up this uh, this podcast, I wanted to just talk about maybe some advice we can give some emplo- uh, companies who are going, you know what? Hey, I only have eight employees. I didn't think I needed to be worried about engagement and connection. Um, you know, I, I want to you know, briefly point to a few case studies. And there's this one case study uh, of Microsoft, of all things, which is a huge company. And the results are that engagement does not equal productivity. So we're, and me included, I'm always, we got to get engaged employees. We got to get engaged employees. If they're engaged, they're going to do the job and they're going to be amazing employees. Well, it turns out that the reason you can't always find out that they're highly engaged and equally highly highly productive is engagement is incredibly hard to measure. As I just mentioned briefly, you ask a couple people in your company what it means or anywhere at a dinner table, and you're gonna get probably a gazillion different answers. So engagement is hard to measure. This case study in Microsoft, uh, um, I'll shorten it up here, basically says, um, Microsoft looked at data for two companies to see if high engagement predicted more productivity. Um, They used working hours as well. And it basically said that um, when Microsoft looked at employees who worked extremely long hours in the 90th percentile, their employee engagement scores of those people actually dropped. I personally think it's probably related to burnout and pleasing everybody. What are your thoughts, Erica?
2: I think it's so interesting that there's different um, answers for what engagement is. And it's something that I think it, it truly does need to be defined by company, company by company. And that's something that I, this is a huge takeaway for me, because I think my uh, definition of an engage of engagement is different from my partner's um, just because he's in the front line and I'm on the strategy side. Um, so I think that's I think that's key. We have to define it. Um, I don't think working more means you're engaged um, (laughs) at all whatsoever. Um, So I would agree that burnout is definitely not productive whatsoever. That's where mistakes happen. um, And and that's not helpful for anyone. And the other thing I
1: wanted to say too is if you have hourly workers, they might be encouraged to work more just for the overtime, doesn't mean they're working effectively or being productive or doing anything right. You still got to pay them by law. So for our listeners, make sure you're, you know, being careful of that. I don't want you to judge anybody based on if their salary or hourly. But again, if you're um, some companies, and we know who they are, you know, CPA firms, engineering firms, you know, they, they. Um, they value employees by how much billable hours there are, and so if you got more billable hours, you might seem like a more um, productive or I don't know, a highly valued employee. But that doesn't mean your work is any good. <laughs> what do you think, JC?
0: <laughs> you got me laughing a little bit. <clears throat> you know, as as you're talking about that, I'm I'm reminded of the fact that I'm speaking to. You. Uh, two very strong women from central Florida, right <laughs> and I am reminded of the fact that I am wearing a fleece vest and i'm I'm cold and i'm in the northeast and the cultures <laughs> of these different organizations these cultures of different cities cultures of people are vastly different across the country and one of the and this is all going to tie together. stay with me for a second here. When we think about the engagement in the workplace and we think about the culture that we're trying to build, we're also building that culture based on the people that we hire. And the people that we hire could be new hires that could have been with us for a long time. Regardless of the situation, many times up until recently, those hires are from our general population that we're accustomed to. But now we're operating in a brand new world. We're operating in a world where if you wanted to go work for Tech Rage IT and stop by techrageit.com slash about us slash careers, not to say that they paid me to say that because they didn't tell me to say that. But you could go there, you could <laughs> apply for a job. And I would presume that, Erica, you would, you would look at those rem- resumes no matter where they're coming from. Within the United States, you could now have an employee base that is built of cultures of, of all types across the country. And now your engagement changes. You're not stuck in that same pot of, of a mindset. Like, for instance, if we take a look at upstate New York, if we take a look at the western New York area, during the fall, during football season, you have triumphs. You have people that are very excited because we're going to win the Super Bowl. And then the reality hits at the end of the fall. It's winter. We're never going to win the Super Bowl. You go back to 10 feet of snow and you stay in your house. That's, it's very <laughs> depressing. It's very depressing. So it's, it's different cultures across the country. So now we're in a realm where we can change the way that we engage. We can change the face of that workforce we can shape the culture and the future of what we want our organization to be from a larger community. Now that's gotta be a yeah. game changer when it comes down to engagement, across the board. Am I wrong?
1: You know, I'm going to jump in real quick before you do, Erica. I just wanted to say that on top of that, you know, if you have remote workers in other States, County cities, whatever, or not, um, People are willing to pack their bags in their house and move not only across the country, but across the world these days. So, JC, you know, that goes right into what you were just talking about is, you know, it's it's we're bringing different cultures, literal cultures into our workforce and you have to get to know your employees. You know one-on-one erica it sounds like you guys are doing a a great job um you know of of getting to know people and making sure that they um at least enjoy the company and making sure that they have a personal life too so kudos to you for that if we had a listener call in today and say give me you know two pieces of advice to um, connect with my employees let's not even use the word engagement since we have to define what that means What are the two pieces of advice you can give them?
2: I think we're really intentional about celebrating our successes um, as a company. Um, And and who doesn't want to be recognized? However, what I do ask my employees is, is it okay if I recognize you publicly? Or do you prefer to be recognized in private um, as a group? Um, Because some may not want to be on social media, and I respect that. I don't like to be so on social media personally, as a business owner, I have to, I'm not comfortable with it, but my employees have a right to to not be on social media. So I do ask them in advance. Um, same thing as celebrating your birthday. Is it okay by mention your birthday to the team? Some may not. Um, so getting that information upfront is very important um, that we've been doing. Um, but I think again, celebrating those successes, um, cause again, it's a, it's a very, um, lonely world being in IT. It's very, um, it's not a thankful job. Um, So we do our best to thank our employees as much as possible. Um, And it's very cool to see um, our clients engaging with our social media posts and also celebrating our team members. Um, They don't have to, they're busy. So I think that's really cool to see that. Um, So that's my first thought.
1: Excellent. And, and on that first thought, the one thing that I do want to remind our listeners, because you mentioned about birthdays, is um, not everybody celebrates their birthday. I do, by the way, if you want to let, you know, celebrate with me November 3rd, <laughs> 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 but not everybody celebrates their birthdays. And um, in a religious sense, some religions do not celebrate any holidays including birthdays and so even though you think oh whatever it's silly you're not celebrating birthday we're going to go ahead and throw you a party anyways or we're going to do something on you know on teams or zoom or whatever and it turns out that this person's religion says no this is not to be celebrated you have just not only embarrassed them um, you've embarrassed yourself if you don't know that and then you may have actually, you know, discriminated against them on a religious side on, you know, if you make a mistake, you apologize, you move on, but know that you've got to educate your management team on what's acceptable and what's not acceptable.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, same thing for holidays. Um, one thing we're looking at for probably next year, because it, it does have to be a, a, a what's the word? Um... I guess a strategy, but, um, maybe they don't have to take Christmas day off. Maybe they can take their own holiday. Um, again, because we're in the service industry, we would have to figure that out. But that's something that I'm thinking about, um, as we bring in different cultures, um, being
1: inclusive to what holidays are important to them.
2: Um, yeah. so
1: that's something we're cognizant of. Absolutely. Thanks for those tips. Um, and what other thing I wanted to comment on, on that comment about holidays, again, just to remind our listeners, That, you know, as a policy, you can say, you can say as your company, hey, these are the days we're open, these are the days we're closed. It doesn't mean that you're saying, okay, we're closed on December 25th. It doesn't mean you're saying you have to celebrate it. It just says we're closed. Um, It would be nice for you to say, we're closed on December 25th. If you would like to take um, another, you know, holiday off that fits your religion or whatever it is, just let us know and we'll swap it out. The problem is with many companies is everybody, like if your company's closed, your company's closed on December 25th. Mm-hmm. Some, some roles though, somebody can do something at home or behind the scenes without physically going into the workplace or without other people being there to you know, make up those eight hours. Uh, just you know, talk to an HR consultant or a legal and employment lawyer in your zip code or the employee's zip code before you make these decisions so that you don't think that you're doing the right thing and you're actually doing the wrong thing. Cause then you'll end up on one of my shows and not in a good way. We'll be using you as a case study. Anything left to add JC? Uh,
0: the only thing in the bigger picture that I could think about right now, just to toss out there is that continual consideration of making sure that as, as you're bringing people into your organization, get them acclimated with the team, get them acclimated with the culture, get them acclimated with not just the process of coming on board but everyone that they're going to be with make it comfortable from the start and hopefully it'll go a lot smoother for you
1: absolutely i agree with that i'm reading this quote here and i'm going to butcher this guy's name it's a philosopher frederick nietzsche and he says invisible threads are the strongest ties and that is so true with our families. Nietzsche, thank you. See, I'm horrible at other languages. (laughs) I'm horrible at the English language, I think. (laughs) But it's so true in that I think, think about that with your own friend group and your own family that the invisible ties are the strongest ties. As a manager, as a business owner, you've got to purposely put in those invisible threads and work at it and work at it so that you make them the strongest. Erica, how can people reach you if they would like to talk to you about some of the tips that you shared or need some, or if they have some tech rage that they need to get rid of?
2: Sure. You can reach me at Erica with a C at techrageit.com, or you can find me on
1: LinkedIn. Awesome. Thanks so much for coming today. We appreciate it. J.C.? hope you get your voice back.
0: Appreciate it very much. (laughs) And I I feel very good that I guessed the uh, website name of Erica's company accurately earlier. That makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) Kind
1: of hard not to figure that one out, right? Tech Rage IT. Take care, everybody. (laughs) Stay safe.
0: Thank Thank you. you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.